I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. We're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass, busted draft pick, and game-changing play. Or play call. Intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Sorry, Marshawn, still too soon. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow and listen to Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. I mean, the possibilities are limitless, Kevin. What if Portland drafted Michael Jordan? What if the NBA never vetoed the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers? That's a butterfly effect for real. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rodgers in trouble. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Pressure, pass is picked off, and who is it? Big B.J. Raji for the touchdown. Welcome back to another episode of Pax What She Said Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Maggie Loney. Today I am joined once again by Perry Goldstein, and we have another very special guest, the godfather of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I was going to say, like, you love him or you hate him, but I guess that makes you godfather. That's very accurate. (laughs) It's Aaron Nagler, in case you couldn't already guess. Uh, Aaron Nagler's here. Hi, Aaron. Hello, thanks for having me on Pax What She Said. I'm I'm incredibly honored and flattered that you asked me to be on, considering my polarizing nature. It's it's nice of you to drive half of your audience away. <laughs> yeah, our followers are gonna drop from three hundred to like eighty, but it's fine. It's you know Pax What She Said wouldn't exist without you, Aaron, so it's only uh, fair. I'm 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 only I'm only a caretaker. You guys you guys are the stars. Jersey Al, I have to also give credit to Jersey Al. Shout out Jersey Al. Yeah, he's been really nice helping me uh, manage my high-stress environment of moving an entire university online um, and missing Cheesehead TV deadlines. So, Jersey Al, appreciate it. Uh, But today, because no one wants to talk about COVID-19, that is depressing as hell, although... Great joke about Perry. If you could see her right now, she's got her microphone on with her headset and she's, <laughs> she's doing the Britney Spears thing. And, you know, you missed it. But I said her loneliness is killing her because, you know, quarantine. Yeah. You had to be there. You really had to be there. <laughs> but we're here today. I liked her coworkers roasting her saying how many kills you got because she does look kind of like she's playing like. <laughs> but she's not holding I, Mountain Dew. So. You know what? I feel like I look like a helicopter pilot, so I'm going to go with that. Whatever you need to tell yourself, Barry. Whatever you need to tell yourself. That's actually, honestly, okay. This is a really good segue because today we're supposed to talk about all of the moves around the NFL. So let's start with a former Packers helicopter pilot, Jimmy Graham, to the Chicago Bears. Let's talk about it. I mean, good for him. He got that money. I don't know. Him... Who who is he going to be catching passes from now? Nick Foles. Uh, that's Nick an interesting Foles. interesting duo to me. Um, I just it's we played two games against them and he barely did anything and then they decided they want him. So 
I don't know. I'm excited for him because I want him to like go and be happy and make money and do well. But go and be happy. <laughs> but he, I hope he doesn't play well. He probably won't. Are we convinced love... that Nick Foles is the starter? Is my question. Yes, a million percent. You don't make that trade and pay him the money without bringing him in to start. There's zero question. I mean, they'll they'll sell it as a competition, but there's no way he's not starting. Did Come the on. Bears get better at quarterback? <laughs> That's my I, thoughts. Maybe, kind of, a little bit. It depends what much. Nick Foles you're getting. If you're getting right. Super Bowl Nick Foles, yeah, hell yeah. But if you're getting, you know, average backup quarterback Nick Foles, probably not. I will I will say though, uh, you know, Nagy comes out of the system with Andy Reid, etc. He is very Doug Peterson-esque in the sense that he will do everything he can to make his quarterback successful. Obviously, it was uh, a tough road to hoe with Mitch Trubisky, but yeah, I think Nagy will look much better as a coach and play caller with Foles at the helm. Zero question there. If the Bears pull any type of Philly special and call it like the Chicago special or like the uh, deep dish or something, I'm, you know, the deep I love dish. my... <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I don't know. I just I'm gonna lose it, so what I can't have another. Dish. Maggie was pulling him out the deep de- early in the podcast. I like it. I, I Nick Foles doesn't strike fear into my heart. Like I'm excited to watch Zarius Smith ran ru- run through him. Yes, correct. Jimmy Graham blocking Zarius blocking Zarius. Oh, now you're talking. Oof. Now you're talking. But I mean, I do love. I love me some Jimmy Graham. I think he's a cool guy, but, you know, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. But maybe, you know what, maybe he'll have, like, a career resurgence in Chicago because that's what a lot of... come on. No, he won't. I love... This is the thing. (laughs) Jimmy Graham has now parlayed his friendship with two people into multi-millions of dollars when he was well past done. First, his friendship with Aaron Rodgers got him paid by the Packers and probably kept around for a year longer than Brian Gutekunst would have if he hadn't been so tight with the QB. So then finally Gutekunst comes to his senses, cuts the guy with the year remaining, and then Ryan Pace, from their time back in New Orleans, is like, hey, remember when we had that argument slash fight slash near legal situation where you were going to sue the league and or the PA was going to come to your defense about the franchise tag and how we wanted to pay you at the tight end level, but you were like, hey, no, I'm a wide receiver because I split out so much, blah, blah, blah. Hey, about all that, let me give you my $9 million guaranteed. Come on. Ryan Pace <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers have, b- between the two of them, ensured that Jimmy Graham continues to get paid well past his time to be effective in the NFL. If he couldn't have his resurgence with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron threw him the ball a lot, like he All dropped passes. Like he was not good. If you can't like zeroed do it. in on the kid. You notice how the the coaching staff like literally reduced his snaps as the second <laughs> half of the year went on because they were like, if we put Jimmy out there, he's gonna throw it to him no matter what. So they had to like get him off the field. Yeah, he's not gonna do it in in Chicago, and I'm sure I'm calling one more year retirement. I yeah. legitimately thought there was a very strong possibility he retired this season and then somebody offered him 16 million dollars and he said you know what i can do it i can play totally agree i think that that cryptic tweet he sent out yep kind of hinted at retirement and then ryan pace was like i'll give you nine million dollars okay i'll play again yeah he's like how much he's like i'll i'll lace them up and run around for 16 million dollars i can do that run in quotes (laughs) oh 
snaps bro. Shade. <laughs> okay, but there was a tight end that was brought back and we're excited about it. Big dog. Big dog. Big dog. <laughs> yeah. No, big dog has to get at least like four touchdowns this season. I just he's gotta. If we only brought him back to be okay. a blocker. Hold come on. on. Four touchdowns? <laughs> One like, every quarter of the season. Like it took like all of the earth. And the stars aligning and Aaron Rodgers escaping the grasp of a, a crashing down defensive player on a bootleg. And then a, in a perfectly placed pass into the outstretched fingertips of Big Dog on a snowy evening here in New York for him to get one touchdown. How about Let's two touchdowns? Can we agree okay. on two? Two, I'm fine. Two, I'm I watched two. that touchdown in real life. It was beautiful. You were there. I know. Yeah. He's there. awesome. And the run You're game... Kidding. Met right before this went live, and Dad was good peeps. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's he. Aaron Jones kind of needs Mercedes, you know. Opens up those holes for him. Big time on those outside zone stretch plays, absolutely. And it was a good deal, I think. It was a nice team friendly deal. One more year. It was it was exactly what I envisioned. Totally in. Totally. Okay, down. this is not necessarily what we agreed to talk about then, but oh, if no, you're tight end. Breaking news. Breaking news. Three news t- has on the pod. Why? Oh, yeah. Serious. The Packers have canceled the tailgate tour. Just so you know. Oh no! They didn't even postpone it. I guess they, they can't, can't really. No. Well, I, I, when are they gonna do it? Dude, that's gonna be such a good one too, though, with all the oh, Super Bowl players. Super Bowl dudes. That's that's rough. When are they doing the Green Bay Hall of Fame induction? They're not. They've pushed it back indefinitely. No. So that's do you think they'll do like a big one next year with four instead of two, that's maybe? Poss- I think that's a possibility. And I don't know if it's, com- I don't know, it's still not completely canceled, but most likely it will be. Everything's getting pushed back slash canceled. But yeah, that the, it sucks because it would have been great to watch Wood and Al Harris go in by themselves together. But yeah, I got to think that they would, if they do push it back to next year, that they would bring in some other guys as well. They should do it like in August and tie it into family night. Assuming August is. Oh my is God, like, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm flying oh. up for that. Hell yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah. I've been rewatching the, the 2010 season in my quarantine life. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm re falling in love with Woodson. Oh, hell yes. There's a, hell there's a whole yeah. lot to fall in love with. Oh my yeah. gosh. Wow. Love it. All right, so anyway, Maggie. Sorry, sorry to derail oh. us with the breaking news. Huh? Well, here the, the thing is, is that there's someone that we have to talk about because Maggie is, first of all, pumped, and second of all, must feel very vindicated that she called this. So you want to talk? Kirksey? about Oh yeah, you want to talk about your boy? <laughs> Kirksey, yeah, hell yeah. See, people have already started tweeting me about uh, does Darius Smith have anything to worry about? Hold up, guys. Wait, what? Because I I would die for Zedaria Smith. <laughs> and the coach, and Jamal Williams. Probably Aaron Rodgers. Probably. So, <laughs> so Christian Kirksey, I, he is very good when he's healthy. So I think that the contract that he got, I mean, I said it on Twitter. I think Russ Ball is like a wizard and a genius and some type of madman, maybe a mathematician. But the contracts he's able to put together that are very, like, low-risk, high-reward contracts, he does it better than anyone in the league. And the deals that he got 
with Kirksey and the other player we'll talk we'll talk about is just it's one of those things where it's like obviously you hope that he stays healthy because if he does he's likely going to be your every down guy in the middle of the field and, and if you're, he doesn't, you're they're completely screwed but right. as of oh, fans totally. right now <laughs> oh totally but what they're paying on the chance that you know he had a couple injury seasons and now he's back to his prime which was a damn good player for two million dollars base i mean you would take that trade any day of the week especially with the massive splashes they made in 2019 i mean we didn't think that a lot of movement was possible in 2020 and he already has come in and basically shirt up two players that were quest or two positions that were question marks and they're also There also is an in-between. Like, he doesn't have to be his prime, but if he can just stay healthy and be solid, then he lives up. You know, they paid him a contract for a solid every-down player, and if he can just stay healthy... Do that, right? Do that, it's a win. It's a win. Anything more than that, then we severely underpaid an awesome player. So, and watching some of the other... What some of the other teams are doing, it just makes me appreciate our front office that much more. They just make I mean, smart decisions. I appreciate them, but like they were kind of, they're. And this is something I've talked about in my chats every day. It's it's not like last year they had all sorts of room. This year they don't. So right. it makes you know it makes practical logical sense to make the moves they've made so far. Now, I didn't expect them to come out and be irresponsible. Um, I did wonder if Gudikunst would maybe shed some contracts, maybe make some adjustments salary wise to any of the guys, whether it's Corey Lindsley, Lane Taylor, or whoever, where there is move, there is kind of wiggle room in those contracts to kind of convert bonuses, etc. And so far he has been very Ted Thompson in his approach. Which is not a bad thing. No, not at all. I just, I, you know, but that's the thing. Like we don't know, you know, when the GM is only two years into his tenure, you don't, you can't last year, he had a ton of room. So he spent the money, etc. Right. You're still kind of feeling out what kind of what kind of operator is he, right? It's like how how is he because he very easily could slash and burn guys, like move on from guys, and he still might. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and in between the three of us and whoever's listening, I tend to think that's how Elliot Wolf would have operated. I think Elliot yeah. would have been much more like his father, whereas with Brian, I think he's much more like Ted. Yeah. So then, I mean, if you think about. Obviously, the other counterpart that was signed, uh, Rick Wagner, former Badger. I know a lot of Badger fans. You gave up Iowa, but you got your Wisconsin player that you're always clamoring for. So there's some give and take here. Um, But another low-risk signing that fills an immediate need. So I guess then my question to both of you is, if we're thinking about the Packers draft, and I kind of had, at least in the first four picks, dependent on order, wide receiver, tackle, inside linebacker, interior defensive line. Those, to me, were like the most pressing needs. Do you think Christian Kirksey and the Rick Wagner signings change any of that? Or do you think that it's like, here's a stopgap for one or two years while we develop the next guy? Um, no, I think we still need to draft all four of those. And especially because we didn't sign a defensive lineman, not that we might not, but we don't have that much space and those guys are getting paid monstrous contracts that we're not going to give them. I almost see us going that route early, but also the Rick Wagner signing feels like, 
okay, we got this guy for a year. We got to re-sign, you know, Bulaga's successor. So maybe offensive tackle is something we do really early also. Um, but then if Kenneth Murray is falling to 30, I want us to take Kenneth Murray. So I don't think that oh it's God. really changed Kenneth, any of the draft <laughs> for me. Kenneth Murray no matter what, man. <laughs> Kenneth Murray all the way. I don't think it's I mean, changed our needs. I do think that we might take a wide receiver a little bit later now because it's so there are so many to choose from and our needs in those other positions are still just as glaring to me. Like, yes, Christian Kirksey and Rick Wagner fill some level of hole, but I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like we've gotten any better. No, but it just, it gives them flexibility in the sense that however the draft plays out, whether one position falls to them or the other, they're able to take it without reaching for need. You know what I mean? Because, okay, fine. If a backer falls, then they take him you know, they're, they're okay. They got somebody who can play right tackle in Wagner. If a tackle falls and say the James Jones from Houston is my current crush at that position, say they take him at 30. Well, now he can compete with Wagner, but you've got Kirksey to play inside backer and whoever else they bring along slash later in the draft, maybe. And they're not done. You know, it's still only day two of free agency. They could still make signings. Um, it just gives you the flexibility in the draft, not to have to like put pressure on the GM to you've, gotta get this position you know what i mean like it enables you to keep your options open like not make a reach and do something stupid because you're so needy precisely to me rick wagner feels very much like a lane taylor situation where you're paying him such a small contract that if somebody like josh jones does fall to you at pick 30 he's likely the starter by the end of the year like if you have a guy that can develop as quickly as an elton jenkins did And then Rick Wagner becomes your Jared Valdir, where you have a backup swing tackle that is vital when you look at the depth at the offensive line, you know, the last couple seasons. So I'm with you there. I I don't necessarily think that the Packers are done. Um, I kind of want to talk about the rest of the NFC North because... While because it has, it's like, a dumpster fire. Oh, sorry. That and it's and it also has traumatized me just slightly. Michael um, Pierce, R.I.P. Michael, uh, my heart hurts. My heart hurts so. They bad. paid him so much money. They did. for a run stuffing nose tackle that is an obscene amount of money. But like, if the Packers paid him, I'd probably be able to justify it somehow in my mind. Well, that's <laughs> probably the thing. Like, that's fine. You're gonna get to those Vikings games this year, and Aaron Jones is gonna run into him like a brick and wall, and you're gonna be like, oh, he's really good. You the Vikings I mean? like, lost so many players, though. I mean, what is the Vikings defense did. now? You know, so I. But I then again, you look at their secondary last year, and yeah, is that a bad idea? You know what I mean? Like they were toast in the secondary yeah. last year, so it makes sense to lose most of that. What I need to know is when are the Vikings going to spend money on their offensive line? Because that is the most glaring issue that I think that entire freaking team has. They keep that's keep fine. extending Kirk, and all he's going to do is just keep getting sacked. <laughs> oh, right. Hey, I'm fine with it if it keeps meaning like games that we saw on Christmas Eve night last year where Zadarius uh, you know, is just like cutting through it like a knife through butter. I'm all in on that. Yeah, I agree. So, so I think no I, I I think that we can all kind of agree that the rest of the NFC North it's is getting worse. It's like what are you doing? The Packers are treading water and somehow they still come out the winners of free agency. I'm in on that. I'm I mean the Lions are, the Lions are determined determined to get worse. I mean the mm-hmm. Lions are like how can we get rid of all of our best players? I mean yep. Darius Slay 
is by far and away their best player on defense. And, you know, Patricia couldn't wait to get rid of him. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. All he's doing is bringing ex-Patriots players to come play for him. A lot of that. A whole lot of that. Yep. Love it. So I know that there were some guys that we really liked that went to other teams. Was there anyone that you guys are upset about? Like losing Nick Kwiatkowski or Corey Littleton, both of them going to the Raiders. Like anyone that you were like, shoot, besides Michael Pierce, like wish we got him. It was, it yeah. was to me, it was Michael Pierce. No, I mean, I wanted Pierce, but I, you know, for what he was paid, it's like, yeah, okay, I understand it. Right. Kutowski was the one I really wanted. Like, mm. I re- I was really hoping they would find a way to work it. Uh, but from what I heard, I talked to his agent, actually, and, and after, the, you know, the end of the day, and I was like, oh, it's a good deal for Nick. Wish the Packers would have jumped on it. And he was like, well, the Packers were, like, first out of the gate on Kirksey. So I think the Kirksey thing was, you know, what was their priority. And most likely because he came at a cheaper price tag. And they've got to, you know, they can't spend big money because they got a line of guys that they got to pay. So I get it, but I really wish they would have found a way to make it work. Kwiatkowski got paid, too. I mean, I think yeah, Spotrac had him getting like half of that. So anytime these guys, you know, the yeah, Kirksey deal, assuming yeah. Kirksey plays, I think even honestly, like half the season, what he get paid compared to everyone else now at the inside linebacker position is going to look like a bargain. Oh yeah, so, well, especially yeah. next year when when the when the uh, cap jumps in a big way mm-hmm. because of the new whatever the new media deals end up being, the, you know the cap is going to skyrocket and everyone's going to. I mean, not everyone, but most people are going to look like a bargain at that point. Yeah. Should we talk about Tom Brady? Do we have to? I don't want to. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care. He's 43. He's going to play for the Bucks. Like, okay. I don't know. We're going to have to play them hey. this season, but... But that's the hook, right? The the Rodgers versus Brady. Oh, watch that some primetime game. Of course, it, oh, of course it will be. Can it not be week one? Because yeah. I'm supposed to go to that game. No so. chance. They won't make it week one. Nah. No, no, no chance. All right, wait. I'm fine with it. I'm excited to watch Tom Brady be 43 old and suck. It's going to be great. Dude, that offense was so good in... 2019 and granted it was live or die by famous Jameis and his arm and whether or not he throws an interception but you have Chris Cadwin you have Mike Evans theoretically let's say the Bucks pick up somebody like Todd Gurley as a pass catching right. back which would just be yep. dynamite and then it's Tom Brady 100 year old Tom Brady and look I'm excited to watch him I think he's going to be productive but there's going to be a point midway through the year some nationally televised game where the entire country is going to be watching and saying collectively, oh, my God, Tom Brady is old. It's going to happen. It is going <laughs> yeah. to happen. And it, it, ha- it happened it doesn't to diminish... Minnesota. It's going to happen. Yeah. It doesn't diminish his career at all. No, like, I understand. All. I understand him wanting to continue to play. Right. Of course. Get Yeah, he's getting $30 million. Like, I'll yeah, take buddy. that in one year. But, <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be hard to watch. Yeah. It makes sense for the Bucks. They're, they're, you know, all of a sudden they're selling, uh, they're selling season tickets in a way yeah. they never have before. I mean, you watch any Bucks game, there's always tons of empty seats, and that'll mm-hmm. that'll stop for a little bit. And, yeah. yeah. I do want to talk about some of the smaller guys that, uh, or not smaller guys, smaller deals the Packers <laughs> have done, because <laughs> we've, we've literally little men. <laughs> yeah, Alan Lazard, not little. <laughs> um, like we we tendered all our restricted free agents, and then we signed Will Redmond today. 
Yes, they did. And so we kept a, a few guys in-house. I think some Packers fans were surprised by Jake Kumaro. I'm personally excited about it. I was a little, su- course, I was a little surprised, I will say. I was a little surprised by it. And I love, I absolutely love Kumaro. But I was a bit surprised that they brought him back. To me, Kumaro is this year's Geronimo Ellison, where yeah, it's a yeah. player that theoretically is, it's a gamble. Like, I was as high on Geronimo Ellison as they gamble. come. Yeah, yeah, it's a low-cost gamble. Um, I don't think that he'll be back, but maybe. He'll have the chance to compete, though. He'll have the chance. If he comes into camp and lights it up, which he has done in the past, right. the last couple of years, then yeah, maybe he has a chance to stick. I guess it'll it really will depend on what who and what they draft and the pedigree there and how they perform in uh, training camp. Do you think? Go ahead. Do you think we potentially still sign an offensive weapon in free agency? I mean, none of the wide receivers have really gone, so maybe their price tag goes down. It has to make a lot of sense financially. Like I mm-hmm. can't imagine they sign anybody to anything significant, but. If there's somebody out there who was hoping to get a payday, who has not so far and doesn't look like he's going to, and they pitch him on, come play with Aaron Rodgers for a year, then there's a possibility. I know that there's been reporting around Delaney Walker. I think that makes a lot of sense. I put it out there. I really like the idea of Taylor Gabriel. I think the longer he sticks out there, there's a chance there. But for the most part, I think it's going to be picking over what's left over. I don't think they're going to go out and make some big splash signing. You know who does want to come play with Aaron Rodgers is Eric Ebron. He would love to come play with Aaron Rodgers. And I am all about it. And if you read my story that comes, okay, what day is today? That will have already come out by the time you're listening to this. Literally no one knows what day it is. Then we'll we'll talk about Eric Ebron on uh, Cheesehead TV. So come read that. There you go. I like it. Well done. (laughs) I like it. You paid the big bucks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wait we're paying you i gotta tell Corey to stop that okay <laughs> very good um who else let's talk about deandre hopkins and stefan diggs oh my god okay <laughs> I, first of all is bill o'brien okay like should we go test him is he ill like I'm- that, is, I, that's gonna be my ringtone. What about DeAndre Hopkins? And Perry going, oh my god. That man is such an incredible player. I don't know how. Not okay. Maybe you trade him, but to get nothing in return, I'm sorry. Uh, they got running. Johnson. He is so washed. Did you watch? He didn't even I'm play. Kidding. I'm kidding. It just like it. It, honestly, it makes me, I, I have no connection to the Texans. Like, I don't know why I'm getting so worked up about it. <laughs> You're so upset. Um, very personal for you. Imagine if we traded Devontae for David Johnson and a second round pick. Like, that's insulting. Yeah, It's it insulting. Is. I'm sorry, that guy. And poor Deshaun. I think it's, I love Deshaun. Did you see the, the tweet where, um, oh, what's his name? One of the trainers who's on Twitter a lot, it was a Quincy Avery, was with him, was literally with Deshaun. They were working out, and he had a video of, like, when the news hits, and it was just a real quick clip of Deshaun looking at his phone and then looking at the camera. That was hilarious. It was so good. See, and the problem is, like, 
I love Randall Cobb, but it's like, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. We got you Randall Cobb. So you lost DeAndre Hopkins, but here is Randall Cobb. It's yeah, they're two you know, completely different players. They're, they're different two players, completely different players. To, it's unfair to Randall because he's not, he's not supposed to be a replacement, but everybody will right. look at it like that because of the timing yeah. of the signing. But it's not. You know, it's like Randall will be very good for the Texans, and he'll be very good for Deshaun Watson because there's going to be a lot of plays where things break down, and Randall is so yes. good at, like, finding space in the zone, making himself available to the QB when things break down, as Aaron Rodgers will tell you. So I love that signing for the Texans. It was just that it came in the immediate aftermath of this ridiculous trade. If they had signed Randall before, or like, if they hadn't traded DeAndre, everyone would be like, oh, that's such a nice... They're loading up, you know? It would have been like, oh, what a great weapon. And they paid the man. Like, good for Randall. Yeah, really I love that crazy. for him. But yeah, and then on get that guy, got to get those diapers. Yeah, <laughs> his babies are cute. I will say yeah. that. Yeah. But on the flip side for Diggs, I mean, the Bills gave up a lot. Oh, yeah. The they gave up a lot of that's, that's the one move by anybody in the north this offseason so far that has looked really good is yeah. the Vikings shipping off a perennially upset wide receiver for a haul. I mean, they got a absolute haul. I'm not going to say it evens things out for the Herschel Walker trade, but <laughs> it, it's, it's very much uh, well done on their part. I thought it was a smart move because they're so strapped for cap space, and now they have all these draft picks that they can go and potentially draft yep. you know, Young, a bunch yeah. of rookies who they don't need to pay. Exactly. But you know, no way. Knowing the Vikings, they'll probably draft like dumb players, and that's fine. I can't say I'm upset that we don't have to play Diggs anymore. It's fine. Bye. Um, I think he's a, a drama queen, and I think he's not going to enjoy Buffalo, but... No, no. I mean, people <laughs> say that about players, and like, you know, he's a drama queen, whatever, but, you know, if you were a wide receiver and you were playing with Kirk Cousins, wouldn't you be a little bit of a drama queen? I might be. I don't know. <laughs> That's just me. I'm not saying I think he's wrong in the way he's acting. I'd probably be pretty upset about it too. But, you know, I feel like you're still at your job and you still have to be a professional. And sometimes I don't know, the way I hung he up acts, on my coworker today, so I just, <laughs> I'm not the person to know. talk to about being professional. I don't know what work. you're talking about right now, right now, Perry Goldstein. I don't know what you are talking about. It's whatever. Good. It's fun. God forbid a man has a little personality. Well, I hope that the Bills take over the AFC East and the Pats dynasty is over. That's all. That's what I'm talking about. Now you're talking. That's, that's fair. But all I have to say is that if <laughs> if sacrificing Michael Pierce to the Vikings gods means that <laughs> I have a chance at Ross Blacklock and the Vikings don't nab him a couple picks in front of the Packers, then okay. I'm sorry, Michael Pierce, that I had to sacrifice you to the Vikings gods, but... My little post-it, and I'll take a picture of it and post it on Twitter when we're done here, says Ross Blacklock or bust. Oh, no. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> we all have those guys, right? We all have those guys. It's it's this guy or, or nothing, and then it's usually nothing. My guys are always just 300 pounds. So <laughs> my husband is so small. It, none of it makes sense. That's <laughs> such a sound bite. My, that's amazing. I'm clipping. I'm totally clipping that. That's incredible. All of it. 300 pound guys part to the husband being small part. That's amazing. All of He's it. like one, 160. You know, it's it's fine. 
anybody that listens knows Maggie loves the big guys. Like we've said that a million times. <laughs> Harry always turns it into something it's not, and then I get tweets about it. <laughs> oh, or or maybe or maybe it's subliminal there, Maggie. Maybe the universe is trying to tell you something. I don't know. I don't know. We're here for you. Support your. DJ Raji calls me. I'm answering the phone, but since he doesn't have my phone number yet. <laughs> A lot of ball game left. I can do. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of ball game left. A lot of ball game left. <laughs> I don't think my husband listens to this, so it's fine. I mean, well, he's he a should. Browns fan, isn't he? He's a Browns fan, right? Yeah. I hope he doesn't listen to this. That would be upsetting. Yeah, but it's his wife's work. He should want to like relish Please. it. Come on. I don't want to listen. My significant other could work for you know whatever. I'm not gonna go listen to their inner workings. I don't care. Like, I, I support him not listening to this podcast. All right, I'll tell him. When he brings me <laughs> Animal Crossing, I'll tell him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he provides that. great Twitter content, I will say. He's very he's very good with the comments. Such an idiot. <laughs> and when you said you guys are interchangeable, I was like, first of all. <laughs> okay, I did not say that. I said, sometimes okay. Mark Now you're in trouble, Fairy. Now you're supposed to, here comes the walk back. No, I have I have evidence of what I said, and it said sometimes I see a tweet that Mark tweets, and I laugh because I thought it was Maggie, and then I look and it's Mark. Yeah, that's fair. Because you're both M Loney. Yeah, and it got real confusing at the wedding. Just everything was M L, and it's like, oh shit. Am I allowed to keep a swear in the packs that she said podcast? Because <laughs> I have to trim these out for. Come on. I'm just checking. All right. Who else should we talk about? Should we talk about Philip Rivers? Why? He's Why? Gonna, he, he's going to have his year. He's going to get paid. They'll draft someone, and that'll be the end of it. Can We're we talking talk about, about moves around the NFL? Can we talk about how sad David Bakhtiari is right now? He lost his <laughs> boy. I just now, saw I just saw a tweet from him that said, <laughs> "So ugh, Clay to GB anyone." He misses his friends. is his friends. This is the life. This is what happens. You, if you're really good and you get stuck, you know, playing for the same team your entire career, it's not a bad thing. But then everybody else ends up leaving. So you don't think that we could have given Balaga a similar contract? Not that we would want to, maybe. But I didn't think he got he got paid the same as other guys who are not as good players as him. <laughs> I thought they were gonna say who are worse, <laughs> way worse. I don't know. I feel like we could have done it if we wanted to. Yeah. It's time. It's always, you know, it's time. You got to move forward. Can't be looking back. It's time. I feel like it, signing Balaga would have disabled you from signing other people. So if Packers fans want a guy like Eric Ebron, they would have had to sacrifice Balaga. That was like the contract you're making. You could have uh, Taylor Gabriel, Christian Kirksey, and Rick Wagner for the price of a Brian Balaga. So I think that's the trade-off you have exactly. to make. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely what they were thinking. No doubt. I definitely understand that. It's tough watching guys like that walk though. It is. Especially when oh, you course. know they can still play. Yep. You know. No question. Should we talk should we talk about former Packers? The Browns got rid of Morgan Burnett. The Rams got rid of Clay Matthews. Uh Demarius Randall and Haha Clinton Dix, as of recording, are still free agents. Okay. Let's chat about none it. Okay. <laughs> None of that is a surprise. Absolutely none of it. Yeah. I mean, Morgan got hurt. Morgan hurt his Achilles at the end of the year, um, and was is reaching the end. Um, Demarius, not a surprise. Nobody <laughs> wants to deal with him. Um, you know, Clay. 
I know, like you said, David's Bakhtiari is like pining for it, and I'm sure Packers fans will wish for it, but I don't see that happening. The whole reason they moved on, because A, they wanted to get younger and more explosive and more productive outside, but he doesn't want to play inside, and that's where their need is. So it's all well and good for everyone to say, oh, yeah, bring him back and play him inside. Yeah, but he doesn't want to play inside. So that's an issue. And also, he's not going to come back to play a position he doesn't want to play on a dirt cheap veteran minimum contract, which is what you'd yeah. need to sign him for. And he said last season he'd come back and play for less money. And we said, nope, no, thank you. Yep. Goodbye. Correct. So why would he come back now? And yep. Rashawn Gary, where's his jersey play. number? Oh, my gosh. How fun would that be? <laughs> Body's not cold yet. Body ain't cold. Yeah. Yeah. But we haven't heard we haven't heard anything about Tremont yet. A lot of ball game left. A lot I know. of ball. I know. We're so early. I couldn't be everyone here's the problem with us all being shut in here now with quarantine and whatever <laughs> it was. Like we spend all day online because that's literally all we can do to connect to anything other than ourselves. And so every hour feels like a day and like people ask, what day is it? Because it feels like it's been three weeks and it's been two days. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's fine. Relax. There's a lot of ball game left. Tremont could be back. I tend to think they're going to try and move on as they should, but um, it would make sense. We could end up, you know, finishing this call right here now and then have an alert come on that they've re-signed him. So just take a breath. It could happen. Still. I know. I need that. Carrie needs that for her quarantine mm-hmm. self. She needs Tremont exactly. back. Precisely. So I does do. Corey. Don't get Banky started. Oh, my God. He can still play. I he know. I agree. So well. I, I see them agree. doing another, like, probably a little more money than Mercedes Lewis, but a similar situation. Yeah. Totally agree. I'll take Tremont Williams, the DB coach, any day of the week. Honestly. Yeah. If he ever decides to hang up his cleats and wants to come coach, I'm here for it. The coach I think life, the, man, that's, that's tough, though. The other thing with Tremont for me yeah. is that, like, tight end is already in need for us. You know, if we hadn't brought back Mercedes Lewis, I think we would have looked elsewhere regardless. And but they still might. Tremont, and they still might, of course. But Tremont leaving, I think, le- creates another hole. Like, mm-hmm. maybe we'll draft a corner later in the draft. Or The thing is, like, I think they might draft somebody, but the, the real question is, is what is their evaluation slash expectation for say a guy like uh Kadar Holman who looked great in camp looked like a really promising man corner but just never played during the season so do they what do they know like what's their evaluation and I think that's kind of the 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 turning point for Tremont is like if they think okay this guy's ready to take a step then I doubt Tremont is back but if they're they get together personnel people and think and say you know I just don't, I, we got to cover ourselves here because I don't know if he's ready to take that step. Then Tremont's probably back. And that's the big unknown sitting on the outside when it comes to the corner position. I would add to that too, that Kevin King is like the biggest question mark going into the 2021 season. Like, you know, he's about to be a free agent. Yep. He has one more year. If they are expecting to pay him, Tremont probably is not coming back and they're going to develop somebody behind King and Jair because they know that those are their shutdown corners for the foreseeable future. But if King is still a question mark, then somebody like Tremont is like, sure, come on in. We'll draft somebody. And then King becomes that bubble guy again. So the, the, yeah. yeah. So the 2021 uh, free agency class to me is kind of more 
interesting than the 2020 class because you have guys like Aaron Jones, Dave Bakhtiari, Corey Lindsley, Kevin King. And it's fair to say that maybe half those guys don't come back. So it's where do the Packers prioritize? And I think that because we were so healthy and it's a good thing that we were healthy, I would never like want anyone to get hurt, but we weren't able to see what those backup guys could do on the field. So we have no idea. Really good point, Perry, because that in years past, you've gotten those guys on the field, right? I mean, we've gotten down to the the uh, Darius Gunter covering Julio Jones at NFC Championship game levels, where we've seen way more of those guys than we probably wanted to, but at least you saw them, right? Whereas a guy, like I mentioned, like Kadar Holman, never saw the field. He just never got on it. So we don't know what they have there. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. And you don't wish for injury, but a lot of times injury takes care of things even before the season starts. Like sometimes yeah. in camp in preseason, you'll see injuries kind of sort, uh, death charts out. So yeah, I, I do think that's, that plays a big part into it. Yeah. I think that, that my favorite position fill in, uh, was the Troy guy on, on the offensive line. Oh my like, God. We need a big guy. We need a big guy. Just go, just go. <laughs> Any big drive. man run down there in Atlanta. That, that was tough. That was that was tough. Yeah, I remember I was there and like talking to the guys afterwards. Obviously, it was a very somber thing, but they was it was hard not to recognize the, like the absurdity of the situation because they it was representative of how banged up that team was. The, the idea that they had to throw a defensive tackle in at guard. They had this guy who was the fourth corner, basically covering the best wide receiver in the league. You know, it was just yeah. They, they, that was a that was a tough night. Yes. Any other free agents that anybody wants to address? Any uh, pen or I guess free agent moves? Any current free agents that anybody is you know pining for to come to Green Bay? All my guys got taken, but I have been thinking a lot about what it means that we haven't done some things. Like I know that money has strapped us, but like I keep thinking about okay, we've got Kenny, we have to pay him on the line. Yep. Right. We've we've got Dean Lowry. Like, is Kingsley Kiki gonna? Are they excited about him? Like, is he gonna? That's step up? the big question. That is it. Because I think I loved what I saw out of him last summer. Yeah, but then he looked he great. Got on the field, and the, the limited times he did make the, the the field during the season, I saw a lot of promising things. I don't know. Like, if that's the idea, you gotta play him over Lancaster. He's got to play more than Lancaster because Lancaster yeah. played way too much last year, given what he was giving them. I loved his story two years ago when he's an undrafted guy, played really well. They clearly thought enough of him that they were comfortable cutting Mike Daniels, but then it just didn't happen. It just, he didn't see any growth. He didn't see, if anything, he took a step back. They've got to get something out of Kiki. And I think they have a player there. Uh, they just got to get him on the field. His very limited snaps, he looked great. But again, it's, hard to get any work in when you're not getting in there don't play that's the story of Rashawn Gary right I mean everyone Mm -hmm. talks about like he didn't do anything well he wasn't on the field when he was on the field I thought he looked good but that's a problem for the coaches and that's that's something they gotta solve because they gotta get him on the field well Kyler Fackle's gone so I expect that he he is all of his snaps and I think that's the right decision let me tell you you haven't really lived until you've gone on uh, WFAN here in New York because the Giants have signed Blake Martinez and Kyler Fackrell and had to maintain a, a level kind of evaluation of both players while, you know, you understand that New Yorkers are always excited to get new people, but like having to be honest about it and 
you know, Kyler Fackrell, I was very wrong about him two years ago. I thought they should have cut him, and then he went on to have his best season. Uh, but, you know, you're talking about the honesty of, okay, these are the limitations of their game. You just paid Blake Martinez how much money? Oh, yeah, we're getting a real productive guy. Yeah, but uh, uh, about that. Yeah, it's it. that's a good time. That's good times. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like a lot of this, like Perry, to your point, was addressing the question of, like, none of us know how the front office feels about the roster that currently exists. So all of us as outsiders might think that interior defensive line is like the pressing need. Meanwhile, Brian, Brian Gutekunst is like, Hey, Kingsley Kiki is going to be the man opposite Kenny Clark. So why would we bring in somebody to take up all his run stuffing snaps when that's what we expect him to do? Same with Aaron's point about the cornerback. So it's, it's really interesting for us as fans to have, a perceived idea of where we think the needs are when the front office could have totally different needs that aren't even on the same page as ours. Like they could 100%. think guard is a need, you know, and yep. it's like, wait, but, but we have Billy Turner and Elton Jenkins. And they're like, yeah, but did you, did you actually watch, you know? So it's just, <laughs> did you watch Billy Turner? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I will say you asked like, if, is there a, a free agent out there that we would like? Yeah. Snacks Harrison. That's it. That's yep. the tweet. I want snacks in the worst way. I wanted him last year when he was available and they didn't and Detroit got him and now they've cut him and please, Jesus, please bring snacks to Green Bay. I think he would be just think of the idea. All those double teams that Kenny Clark has to deal with instantly disappear on early downs because mm-hmm. of snacks. I mean, I oh, I would be so happy with that signing. I'll take snacks in a different capacity because I only quarantined healthy food and I am dying for like a look at you. Like well played. Chip. Look yeah. at you. What mm-hmm. a segue. You're like, a, you're a true pro. That was, in, that was incredibly well done. Well done. Good job. Okay. One more question about interior defensive linemen. Would you bring back Mike Daniels? Aaron, nope. you go first. Nope. nope. Okay. Perry, you go first. Or you go second. Did we lose freeze? her? Did Perry freeze? Oh, no. We lost her. She's gone. She gone. She gone. So I will answer for her. No. <laughs> I would also say no for the record, but Perry. Well, you know, Perry, it was a good run, but you've been replaced. Pax what she said with Maggie and Aaron. At least she's smiling. She froze. She's smiling. smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Everything went dark. I don't know what's happening. Oh, well, we're getting her chats. That's good. That's good. Uh, All right. We should wrap it up anyway. That's probably all right. That's a sign from the gods. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have, well, we'll see if Perry can come back cause then she can give away her, uh, Twitter handle so that everybody knows where to follow her, but that can be its own separate thing. Can she rejoin or do I have to add her? Oh, oh there she goes. Perry, 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 Perry. It's so, life is so weird right now. I don't She's know there. <laughs> Perry, you froze smiling. <laughs> yeah. It, it was just like this, this big kind of smirk smile. Just frozen in time. Good. Good. I was laughing at Maggie Snacks joke. <laughs> See, there you go, because it was fun. Yeah. All right. So, well, we decided, you know, that we were going to wrap up, and I was going to edit this whole episode, but I think I'm just going to leave it as one chunk and send it out into the universe because I feel like that's what we need right now. I think our like just randomness right now is how everybody feels. So I hope they relate. Yes. Don't 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 you dare edit it and don't edit it going forward. Just do this. Just put it on, hit record, talk, and then end, and then put it out there. No, That's sometimes we say some 
sometimes weird. No, I don't. I don't care. I don't. You don't know how many times I say um. It's a problem. It's 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 not a big deal. There are so many times where like I just stop talking and I'm like I lost it. She does. She'll look. (laughs) And she'll be like, I'm gonna be that part of it. I'm like, okay. And you guys never know. Don't you dare. Don't you dare edit this. When she puts the little Britney Spears mic down, it means she's serious. Oh. Oh, (laughs) See, it's up. up. (laughs) She's ready to make a comment. She did not say anything. And then she had to pull it down to defend herself. (laughs) And now she can't even talk because she's laughing so hard. (laughs) I I worry that it picks up, like, too much. Like, if I'm... I always laugh at Maggie. And I worry that it's, like, when it's this close to my face, like... There needs to be context, because I always laugh at Maggie. That's rude. Okay, can I say, I love you guys. I love that, that I met you both separately. And I literally... I think... I don't think I've ever met... I had ever met Maggie in person until I met her at Corey's house. Yep. Season. I met... Uh, Perry, we, we met via Twitter and then we met in person for beers and I literally told Perry, I think that like an hour into our first meeting, I was like, okay, you got a podcast with us. Like that was it. And then Maggie was going to do a podcast. I was like, okay, these two have to podcast together and you guys are great. Look at you. Like, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Well, well done, Nagler. Yeah. Aaron Nagler, tell the people. I don't do a lot right, but this one was good. Tell the people that don't already follow you. I, I heart. I can't believe that there's one you person listening to this. Started this by saying you either love him or you hate him. So obviously, people know who I am, and they either follow me or they don't. I don't really care. Uh, they follow you guys, and they should listen to you guys because you guys are the bomb. All right, Perry. Where can the people follow you? You can follow me at Goldstein Perry, um, and please follow Pax What She Said podcast, PWSS podcast on Twitter. Did you know that every time you say PWSS, I have to think about because I always think it's PWWS, and then I realized that it'd be like Pax what what. <laughs> so every time you say it, it takes That's me a good long rebranding. Time. I like it. Pax yeah. what what? I like it. All right. I'm not gonna lie. I have to think about. I always do myself first because I'm like, okay, Pax what she said. <laughs> so. I love All right, it. and you can I can't find wait till me. we can sponsor for this, and you guys are gonna have to like be really diligent about it gonna be cool yeah but for now we're just kind of you know flying by the seat of our pants because that's what we're best at so you can find me on twitter at maggie j loney l-o-n-e-y i also write two times a week for cheesehead tv and i podcast with the pack a day podcast crew thank you as always for joining us on the show go pack go go pack woo and jones out in front you're trying to chase him down